cards that I want to read here before we do the announcements. This one says, thank you. God bless you abundantly for your thoughtfulness. Thank you for all of the prayers uh, and uh, love while I was in the hospital. It means the world uh, that, that you care so much from the Bradleys. So thank you for that. And it's good to see the Bradleys here this morning. Amen. And then this one, uh, thank you. God bless you with the same peace, hope, and love that you bring to the lives of others. Pastor and church family, thanks for all the thoughts, calls, and mostly the prayer for my surgery. Also, thanks for the support for lifting Liz up. Our love to all, John and Liz. And we've been praying for John as well, and we're thankful that he's here as well this morning. All right, we got a couple of announcements that you, we want you to remember. Mainly, we want to make sure that you get the bulletin and you see all the announcements that are in there. Choir practice tonight, 6 o'clock. Don't forget about that. Youth group Tuesday night, 6.30 to 8.30. And then next Sunday evening, following the evening service, we're going to have a Sunday Sunday in the fellowship hall. And that will help with uh, all of the stuff towards going to High Point, uh, which isn't very far away. All of that stuff seems to sneak up on us so fast. So uh, come in, enjoy a Sunday, and that will be a great time. So don't forget that. Then look for the rest of them in here about Labor Day weekend. That's always a little bit different. Uh, men's Devotion Night, September 8th. Young Adults, September 9th. But go down there and read all of those and make sure you have those. Don't forget about Jubilee, September the 10th through the 15th. We're looking for all of those type of things as well. But then there's a little bit of a special announcement. Uh, the Nottingham Four will be singing. Daryl, help me out with that again. Huffnagel Park. Park. There you go. If you live in Quarryville or in that area, you probably know where that is. I can't even hardly say it. Huffnagel Park. There you go. Huffnagel Park in Quarryville. The Nottingham Four will be singing there on Saturday, the 26th, at 6.30 in the evening. So go out and support them. And uh, the Lord is really uh, using their ministry again. They're away all weekend today. Uh, or They went out Friday, didn't they? They've been out since Friday singing different places. And so pray for them. And then if you want to go and enjoy them, the outdoor singing there at Huffnagel Park 
on uh, Saturday the 26th, 6.30 out there. You can see him then. All right, at this time we'll have our ushers come for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Wonderful. All right, Kurt, would you ask the blessing on the offer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we gather here on a Sunday morning, God, and worship you, Lord. And God, we just thank you so very much for this place, Lord, and everyone who makes this place up. God, I pray that you be with uh, the one who stands to preach this morning, God. Let us uh, let us just focus in on you for a little for a little while, God. We can uh, take the message, Lord, and apply it to our lives, God. Now we do pray that you would bless the uh, offering, bless the gift and giver alike. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Page 185. 185, everybody stand. on this third verse but on this third verse let's just sing this one without music and sing this one a cappella oh precious fountain that saves from sin I am so glad I have entered in there Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Amen. You may be seated. I had, uh, um, was listening to some preaching. There's a certain fellow that I've, uh, uh, 
kind of discovered somebody pointed him out and and I've really been enjoying he's really been a blessing to him to me and and I've been listening to his preaching yesterday morning and uh, just kind of praying about things and praying about today and uh, he was preaching a message on it was actually an Easter message on it is finished and as he's preaching this message uh, just the spirit just kind of bringing into remembrance this Romans 3 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it was just a reminder to me of how I've just come short <laughs> to God in everything that, that I do, that I try to do. And it's been ringing in my heart and ringing in my mind ever since that. And, and you may think that because you've graced us with your presence here this morning, that you've arrived, that you've gotten there. That you're, that you're at a good point with God, but you're not there. You may think, because you do a couple good deeds along through the week, that it's gotten you there, but you're not there. The, the Bible says there's nothing good in us. There's no righteousness, nothing good in us. There's nothing that we have to offer a holy God. It, it's not our deeds that, that, that make us closer to God, that, that take us there. It's our sin that high, you may think, oh, gee whiz, you may think because you said a couple words one day back in the day and it really was just emotion and it really didn't bring any change in your life. But those words may think, may have you believing that you're there all along. You're not there. And it's that sin in our life that we harbor that keeps us from getting close to God. It keeps us from discovering his his, his amazing grace and his, and his mercy and, and his love and his, and his blessing. And, and you may think you deserve all of those things, but the only thing we deserve, and this is what's been ringing true to me, the only thing we deserve is hell. And if you, were to, if you think you deserve those things and you die today, if you go out this parking lot and you get hit by a truck and you pass from this life in the next and you find yourself separated for God, from God forever. Eternity in hell, it's too late then. It's too late. Your sin has separated you from God. There's nothing you can do then. We've fallen short. We've allowed these things in our lives to creep up and to keep us from God. And we've fallen short of His glory. We've fallen short of anything good that He has to offer us. But God, who's rich in mercy, who's abundant in grace, who, who, who is love. He is love. And he brings to us his peace. Not the peace that the world can give, but his peace. He loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to pay the sin debt that we owed. To totally wipe that clean. Well, thank you, Uncle Gwen, for at least acknowledging that. And, and you at least think that, uh, I think you're on board here, but... That's something that has excited me. And it should excite each and every one of us. Because we've fallen short. There's nothing good in and of ourselves. And if you're here today and you think you've arrived, you've fallen short. There's sin in your life. There's something in your life that needs to be dealt with. You could get that straight today and you could get there. You could get at that right relationship with God today. And if you're a Christian here today and you've been struggling in life because some stronghold has crept up in your life and it's kept you away from God and it's hindering that relationship between you and him, you could get that straight today. 
and you could get there, there with God, a relationship with Him, peace with Him. And that's all I want to sing about this morning, this amazing grace, this abundant mercy, this amazing love, and this blessing that He keeps on blessing us with. We're here today to worship the one and only God, the one true God, the one who makes us worthy. We're not worthy. Nothing in and of ourselves makes us any good. He is what makes us worthy. He deserves our praise. He deserves our excitement. That should excite us. We should be thankful for that. We should worship him today. Oh, 
than a brother there is no judgment oh how he loves me I've got a friend and he is my strength he is my portion he's with me in the valley he's with me in the fire He's with me in the storm. Let all my life testify. Hallelujah. We're not alone. God really loves us. God really And hallelujah, oh, praise my soul. God really loves us. God really loves us. His mercy is enough. His grace is sufficient, so come if you're needing forgiveness or healing, His mercy, it's enough. Oh, and this is our home, the cross it has spoken, death is no more, and Christ is the Lord. Oh, 
shake hands, greet somebody as the choir comes down. great to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning, is it not? Amen, it is. Before I bring the message, uh, Arvin and Eunice Anchetta, is that the way you say that? Anchetta, uh, missionaries to the Philippines are here with us this morning. I'm going to ask them to make their way up here, and I'm going to get him to introduce his wife and say just a word or two about his work and then lead us in prayer. Uh, come on up and... Uh, and then I want to ask the ushers to go ahead and get ready. And immediately after he speak, uh, after he prays, uh, we're going to have an offering for them. Just stop by to visit with us. Uh, we have friends in common, Antonio Nur, uh, uh, who works in the Philippines, whom I've served with on a couple of occasions, two or three. Uh, and uh, uh, so we have mutual friends in common. Uh, and he's part of the same mission board that Antonio is with so we're glad to have him with us this morning and so ushers go ahead and get ready uh, and after the prayer we'll take up an offering for them and that means we're going to need another song so come on up and get ready for that all right bless you hello good morning everyone uh, thank you so much for uh, continuing faithfully to the Lord and um, we're so glad that we are here this morning because if not, my dad and my mom will get mad if I will not be in the church. <laughs> uh, my name is Brother Arvin Anchera. I'm a missionary to the Philippines. I went here in your country 2014 to pursue my master's in, uh, in theology in Ohio and went back to the Philippines 2017 to start a mission work, to, to plant a church. And we started in a room on my, on my um, uh, what do you call this, living room. And the Lord keep adding people and we moved to another place, another house with a bigger living room. So we stayed there. And right now, 2023, we are staying in a, in a place uh, that we are renting right now. And the Lord has given me a wife, uh, one of his uh, best daughter. She's right there. Her name is Eunice. And we're serving together in the Philippines. And we went back here to raise, uh, not our support, but uh, property for our church lot and church building. And aside from being a pastor, uh, I'm also a, uh, uh, a youth director in our, in our place, organizing camps, revival, and uh, pastor spiritual leadership in our country. And uh, we're equipping men of God. We're equipping our next generation because we do believe that uh, right now, the second uh, country that is the most sending people uh, to the world for missionaries next to America is the Philippines. Uh, 
So thank you for 120 years ago be, uh, going there in our country, uh, bringing this book right here. Yeah. Now we have church there, we have Baptist church, we have missions, we have, um, we have young people, we have uh, men of God that is now serving the Lord because of your faithfulness in world mission. Thank you so much and may God bless you all. And please do pray for us. We still have three more months up until November. We will go back and um, we will go on full throttle for what we are going to do in the Philippines. So thank you so much for having us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day that you have given us. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ saving us. Thank you for his blood. And thank you, Lord, that you are always uh, with us. And I pray that you bless us this morning and continue to work in our hearts. I pray that you, you bless the, the message that we're going to be hearing. And I pray, praise you, Lord, for the freedom that we have right now. Our hope is in you, O Lord, not on the White House, not on the school, not on the Supreme Court, but our hope is in the churches, in the pulpits, in the Bible, in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We will hear thy word, O God, and we will do whatever uh, this pulpit will be preached, O God. And thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. Bless our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Three ninety one, everybody stand. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace be still. And all of life's heaven. Coming back to welcome me Far beyond the starry sky I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown I shall reign with him on high Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Sweetest name I know Fills my every me singing as I go. Amen. You may be seated. Out of there, Dan. All right. If you have your Bible this morning, you would turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 45. Isaiah, chapter number 45. I do have plans to be out of the book of Isaiah. By December, <laughs> I'm already working on another series of uh, messages um, from another place in the Bible instead of Isaiah that we'll want to start absolutely no later than December uh, because part of them will be part of our Christmas messages, which I know you're not thinking about Christmas. Well, I don't know, some of you might be, but uh, most of you are not thinking about Christmas yet. Uh, but uh, I'm already preparing my Christmas sermons, and I'm uh, looking forward to it already. I hope it'll be a blessing 
so Antonio uh, Nur that I was telling was this uh, friend, mutual friend of the missionaries that are with us today. The first time we went to the Philippines, we flew in and we had an, about an 18-hour flight uh, to fly into Manila. And so we were, in the, we were on the airport, uh, on the airplane for a very, very, very long time. We landed in Manila and then we just had a, like a layover in Manila and then we flew on to uh, Negros Occidental, which is where he uh, his church and work was at that time, uh, and so we landed there, and we got off of the plane, and we were all looking forward to going straight to the motel uh, and, uh, and getting some rest, and it was about 9 o'clock in the morning, if I'm, not wrong, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not wrong that day, about 9 o'clock in the morning when we finally got off that plane, uh, we looked like we had been beat with a stick, uh, and we went straight to the church. They had this huge lunch prepared for us, and then after we had lunch, we had clinic, we had Bible school, and then we had an evening service. And someone told me uh, <laughs> uh, on the way to uh, the hotel that night that for the very first time in their life, they fell asleep in church. They said there was no way I was going to make it through that church service. So uh, he, uh, uh, Antonio anyway, uh, he, he subscribes to the motto that we have had in the GPA for years, there's no rest for the wicked and the righteous don't need it. And so let me tell you, we, uh, we did need it that week. We did. It took us a little while to catch up. So if you found Isaiah chapter number 45, we're going to read um, two sets of verses. We're going to read verse number 18, and then we're going to skip down and read from verse 22 to the end of the chapter. So we're going to read verse 18. And then we're going to skip down and read 22 to the end of the chapter. And then we'll bring the message that the Lord has laid upon our heart for today. Great crowd today considering so many still away on vacation. This is it. August is the month for Nottingham. And uh, uh, so uh, I don't know. We got, uh, I could count up at, at least uh, 20 or 25 that are on vacation this week. At about 35 or 40 that were on vacation last week. Uh, and so for with all of that, man, it's a great crowd here in the middle of the summer, and I appreciate it. I'm glad to be able to have somebody to preach to this morning. Amen. So if you stand with us uh, in honor of the reading of the Word of God, verse number 18. For thus saith the Lord God that created the heavens, God himself that formeth the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Aren't you glad of that? He's God alone. Now look at verse number 22. Look unto me, and ye shall be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are increased against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall be all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Dear Lord, we pray you'd help us in the understanding 
of the Word of God this morning. Uh, Lord, we pray you'd touch our ears that we might hear it, but Lord, we pray you'd touch our hearts that we might receive it. Lord, you know me that I'm a feeble and, uh, and weak servant at best. Lord, I have nothing to give this waiting congregation unless it comes from you. So I pray for this time that you might anoint me afresh and cleanse me and make me a vessel that's fit for the master's use. And then we'll give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Now I want us to look here at verse number 18. And this is, um, uh, this is sort of the introduction of the close of this section. Uh, if you would, verse 18. We could have read all of these verses, but uh, just for the purpose this morning of the message, uh, it was not necessary. But I do want you to notice verse 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. Jehovah God is a personal creator. He is the personal creator of heaven and earth or we might say the universe. So we can talk about the heaven or the heavens, uh, but when the Bible speaks about the heavens and the earth, he's talking about all that God created. Now we, we could look at it and say that it's our sky, and I, I've read some uh, who, uh, per, uh, who put, uh, put it forth this way, but I, I believe very, very strongly that uh, he's throughout the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament, when he's talking about the heavens and the earth, he's talking about our universe. Everything that God has created. And the Bible tells us that he created it all uh, and that there wasn't anything created that he didn't create. But he also says here something unique in my opinion. He says this. He says, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. God is the personal creator of of the universe. God, in other words, God did not use any other created being, nor did he use some distant power or force to create the heavens and the earth. God himself took note of everything. He took personal note of everything concerning our creation. If you wonder if God knows you and knows about you, take this verse into consideration. God is personally involved in the creation of all that there is. Go out to the most distant star and God personally was involved in the creating of that star. Not long ago, just, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago maybe it was, uh, I think it's about maybe a month or a month and a half ago. There was a meteorite that fell, and uh, the scientists were uh, fell out uh, in Australia, and they were looking at it. It was one of the. Uh, it was not a real big one, but it had fallen to earth. But they were very excited because they felt that this particular meteorite came from outside of our universe. I mean, our solar system. They, they thought it came from deep space. Uh, and the scientists were all discussing the importance of this meteorite that fell to the earth uh, out of deep space. And so they were all contemplating where it may have come from. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so something just falls out of the sky. Uh, and so our scientists are trying to figure out where it came from. Well, I'm going to tell you where it came from. It came from God. It doesn't matter 
whether it came from our solar system or a nearby solar system. It doesn't matter if it came from our galaxy, the Milky Way, or some far distant galaxy. It doesn't matter what speed it was uh, coming, and that was the big thing, was the speed at which it entered the Earth. Uh, and it was actually a larger meteorite, but because it was going so fast when it hit the at Earth's atmosphere, it burned most of it up before it hit the ground. And so this is what they were talking about. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far into deep space it came. It doesn't matter where it came from. It doesn't matter what the circumstances of it. God knew exactly when it was going to land. Amen? God knew. God knows all about our universe. God, He personally is involved. I, I understand what Daryl was talking about. Y'all need to wake up and, and, and be with me. Otherwise, it could be a very long sermon. So you need to, to kind of, you know, wake up a little bit and pay attention. Here we go. So Jehovah God is a personal creator of heaven and earth. Now, this might not seem all that important, uh, but... Uh, but it will be, I hope, by the time we get to the end. So Jehovah God is the personal creator of heaven and earth, not an angel or another created being, uh, not, not a force or a power. And then he says something else in this verse that's interesting to me. He says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain. He formed it, to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none other. Now notice this. I didn't create the Lord. I did, God says, I didn't create the world. I didn't create the earth for it to be empty. The word, uh, the word vain means to be empty or useless or of no purpose or of no value. And he says, I didn't create the earth to be of no value, no purpose. Uh, I created this earth to be inhabited. So what he's really saying is, Isaiah is telling the nation of Israel and all the rest of us that would read the book of Isaiah uh, after, uh, the, uh, after the time to up until this very moment, this very day, God is telling me and you, I created this earth for mankind. I created it for, for you. Have you ever thought about that? I'll tell you, this is a glorious world, is it not? Man, what a beautiful morning it was. Amen? Getting a little cooler in the mornings. Don't you like that? Some of you are, no, no, I'm, I'm not ready. You know, th there are a certain group of people that they do not like it when it starts to cool off a little bit about the middle of August because they know that school is coming. It's right around the corner. School is looming large in the minds of so many uh, uh, young people th this morning. It, they're thinking about it. School is coming. It's, you know, it's like this big monster that's waiting. And I'm going to have to start back to school here in a little while. And then there are others that don't like to see the cool mornings because you just love the hot weather. Now, there's not all that many of those, but there's a few who just really love the hot weather. And then some just love summertime, uh, whether it's a cool summer, hot summer, warm summer, whatever. You just like summer. You hate to see the fall come. And then there are the rest of us who uh, after a good, long, hot summer like we've had and feel a little bit of those cool mornings and we can almost, we can almost imagine the leaves beginning to turn and we go, you know what, this is nice. If we could just keep autumn 
for 12 months out of the year, it would be amazing. We'd love it. Uh, and I would. I would love for it to be autumn year-round. Well, either autumn or spring, whichever you choose. But, uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, we, we, we have such a glorious world. And my wife said something this morning about what, what a fabulous, beautiful morning it was. Not a cloud in the sky, and cool, and I tell you, you could smell the flowers as we cross the parking lot coming over here. Just glorious. God created the world for that. For you and I to enjoy. Realize that? God created it for you. He created it for me. He created it for us. He created the world to be inhabited. He intended all along for you and I to live here. You say, oh, but it's all going to be burned up. Oh, but he's promised a new heavens and a new earth that he says is going to be even better than this one. Do you know why the new heavens and the new earth is going to be better than the old heavens and the old earth? It's because the world in which we live is cursed by sin. Amen? <laughs> so I went out the other day and I was... Uh, I was picking tomatoes. Y'all want any tomatoes? Just let us know. I got, I got a couple of bushels. <laughs> uh, we planted four tomato plants, and we're picking about 25 every other day. I mean, we can't believe the number of tomatoes this year. But anyway, I was picking tomatoes, and the pumpkin patch, the pumpkin vine, was in the way. Any of you ever reached out and grabbed a pumpkin vine to move it? You ever done that? Did you ever have to pick the pricklies out of your hand? I'm telling you, that pumpkin vine is as prickly as it can be. And I mean, it'll stain your hand for quite a while after you've done, uh, washed it three or four times and tried to scrub whatever that is off. It's still there. Why do we have those? Because we live in a cursed earth. We have thorns and thistles. We have, we have death and destruction. We have, we have the hawks that eat the rabbits. We used to have rabbits in our backyard every year. Then one year, about three hawks showed up, circling around up there and circle and circle and circle. And then one day, there was no more hawks and there was no more rabbits. Not so in the new heaven and new earth. Will there not be any death of any kind? Not for me, not for you. Not for any other life that's on this planet. It'll be, a, it'll be a world that is without pain, that is without suffering, that is without death. What a, That's the way this world gets better. Amen? That's the way this world gets better is sin is taken out. And when sin is taken out, then the curse is removed. And when the curse is removed, we have the glory of the Lord everywhere. Isn't that amazing? Now, I'm going to skip on down to verse 22 because uh, I'm really not even getting started in the message yet. And it's already time to nearly be done. But let's look at this real quickly. Notice what he says in verse 22. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God. Now notice what he says again. And there is none else. <laughs> there is none else. This God that created the world for us, this is the God that says to us, in our lost condition, 
needing to be redeemed, needing to be brought into the right relationship with our Creator, being on our way to an eternity in hell, in destruction, in eternal punishment, and God says, look unto me and be saved. Look unto me and be saved. Now, I just want to mention something here. Uh, way back in 1850 on January the 6th right outside of the city of London it was a cold cold morning that day and uh, a young man not even 16 years old got up with church on his mind that Sunday morning January the 6th 1850 he had church on his mind but it was snowing and it was snowing hard and it was bitterly cold. But he determined that he was going to go to church that Sunday morning. So he left his house, his home, and his, his family was not going. They felt that the weather was too bad, and, uh, but he, he was going to make it. So he went, he trudged through uh, the snow. But after a while, he began to get weary, and he decided he wasn't going to go to his regular church because he heard the hymn singing from a, uh, from a little church along the way, a little Methodist church. And uh, so he decided that even though his family was Baptist, he was going into this Methodist church this morning because it was cold. And when he got in there, he found out that the pastor was not able to make it to church that morning because of the weather. So an old deacon was called upon. <laughs> he was called upon to bring the message. The old deacon turned to the book of Numbers he turned to the book of Numbers, chapter number 21, and he, uh, and he read from there, and his text was, look and live. Look and live. If you haven't already figured this out, that young man was Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who became known in his day, and even some still today call him the Prince of Preachers. He was saved that Sunday morning. And this is what he said. I've got it all written down here, but I'm not going to read it. This is what he said. He said he was so glad that, that the old deacon was not well prepared. Because of the fact that he wasn't well prepared, he kept quoting his text over and over again. And he kept saying, look and live, look and live. And he said as he sat on the back row that morning, the old deacon pointed him out said, that young man there looks terrible, miserable. And he said, and so I was. But I was not to stay that way. For truly that morning, I looked, and now I live. How complicated is salvation? Really? How complicated is it? So... I appreciate so very much the words that Daryl said this morning. Maybe you said a few words in, at an altar sometime or sitting on a pew and you think that's sufficient, but it's not enough. You say, oh, but preacher, to look and live is even less. Not really. See, because I can do any outward show I want. I can shout out loud. I can have a show of tears. I can become very emotional. I can break down before the crowd. 
I can kneel at the altar. I can say the words of the sinner's prayer a hundred times and still may never have looked to the Savior. That passage of scripture that was used that Sunday morning when, uh, when, uh, uh, when Charles Spurgeon was saved, it is not this passage from Isaiah where he says look and be saved. It is from the book of Numbers and it's where, the, where Moses was told by God to form a brazen serpent, raise it up on, uh, on the staff and as they looked to the brazen serpent, they'd be cured of the bites from the serpents and be healed. And it was a type and a shadow. It was a, a form. It was a show of what was to be as Jesus Christ was raised up on the cross of Calvary. Look at him there bleeding and dying for you. See him in the garden of Gethsemane where his sweat became as great drops of blood. See him as he rises from the dead, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Look to this Jesus who conquers death, who gives life everlasting. It's, it's, it's not in the words you say. It's not in the actions that you portray. It's not in joining through baptism some church somewhere or having your name Placed on the roll. It's not by finishing the classes of the liturgy. No, it's just trusting in Jesus Christ alone. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Verse 22. Look unto me and be ye saved. Dear Lord, if there's someone here today that does not know you in the free pardon of sin. Lord, if there's someone walking the way toward hell. Lord, in their heart they know. Maybe they've made a profession. Maybe they've even been baptized. Maybe they said the sinner's prayer sometime in the past. But in their heart and in their life they know beats the heart of a sinner. Unregenerate. Unsaved lost in their condition, wandering still away from God. Lord, we pray that this day, this morning, this time, that the Holy Spirit of God might move in them in such powerful conviction, Lord, that they could not, they could not help but respond. Lord, we pray that they would respond to Thee, or that they would not run away, nor walk away, nor turn away from the God that loves them. Lord, they would turn to you and they would look to you on Calvary's tree and see you dying for sin, paying the ultimate price for our sin debt. Lord, you didn't know it. You didn't have a payment to make, but Lord, we did. Lord, we could never pay it, but you loved us enough and you cared so much that you went to the cross of Calvary to pay our sin debt to redeem us from our wickedness and bring us into a right relationship with you. Speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let's stand together. What shall we say? 197, only trust Him. Only trust Him. Come every soul. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast.
beyond all measure that he would give his only son to make a wretch his treasure how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory behold the man upon the cross my sin upon his shoulders ashamed I hear my mocking voice call 